right, children? Today's been a weird day because I got very little sleep. I was freezing all day. So I took a nap in uh, in the um, in our bed. I uh, tried to take a power nap. And then one of your one of our the lightsabers next to my bed turned on. Which is a very funny sentence when you consider that I'm actually a serious person with a professional job and four kids and a wife with a doctorate. <clears throat> but uh, literally was sleeping and a lightsaber just turned on and scared me half to death. So I've been up ever since and I thought, you know, I'm going, we have a lot of pie crust and we have chicken and some other items, some vegetables. And I thought I'll make chicken pot pie. And you kids love Brussels sprouts. I mean, you really do. I'm not, I'm not lying. Other people might listen to this and be like, you're lying. I'm not. You kids love Brussels sprouts. But the Brussels sprouts I used, I didn't realize went bad until after I took a taste of the, the chicken pot pie filling. And it was terrible. The Brussels sprouts had turned. They turned on me. So, uh, anyways, I stayed home for a little bit. Then I went to the office, did some busy work. And I thought, I want to I read some more. That's the thing about the Bible. The more you read it, the more you want to read it. That's true with a lot of things. But the more I'm, I post these, the more I want to just keep doing it. And someone asked me, I, you know, I haven't told a lot of people I'm doing this podcast. I really, because uh, I don't want to brag. I told some family members. I told some close friends. That was it. Uh, one of them said, uh, are you going to celebrate when you're done or is that going to be it? It's like, no, I don't think so. I think I'm going to read some classical literature, like classical Christian literature. Uh, you know, I'll read a chapter or two and, and I'll talk about how I feel about it. Uh, I think C.S. Lewis is definitely going to be the number one person we'll, we'll read first, probably. And I'm, I'm barely almost done with numbers. I'm already talking about what's after <laughs> Revelation. So we'll, we will go over, um, I think we'll do some C.S. Lewis. Probably not all of it. God, that guy was prolific. He wrote a lot. But we'll do that. Part of me even wants to record, like video record some of these and and start a website. But if I was to start a website, I would not mention it on here. It would only, only be for my children. Because I know, you know, I, I've seen the downloads on this. And I realize other people have been paying attention to it. So... So, we're in Numbers 27. No, excuse me, 31 today. Numbers 31. And uh, getting to, I think Numbers goes to 36 chapters. And, to, you know, it's so funny. I, I have such a cacophony of different types of Bibles. But this Bible I'm using now is the MacArthur Study Bible. My dad loved these. And, you know, I, I would just go into Bibles, like Christian bookstores. They're not a thing anymore, thanks to Amazon. But then I would just buy Bibles that seemed interesting. It's called the, you know, English Standard Version. So we'll be, we may even finish it um, today. Right now I'm parked near your kid's school. I'm going to pick up the spy first, because he's the youngest. And then we'll wait for the king and the namesake, and then we drive over to where the entrepreneur is going to school. Pick her up. The plan today is, since I ruined 
dinner, I am I am not ordering out. I refuse to. I think we're gonna go to the local market that has a pretty good butcher, and I think we're gonna we're, we're all gonna choose together what what we're gonna make. We're gonna make it together, and uh, it's Monday, so your mom's gonna be out with your aunt, which is nice. I like I love when your mom gets away and hangs out with her sister. That's really really nice. I'm glad I could do that for. Her. So all oh, this talking, just talking so much. Take a sip of my Dr. Pepper, of course. And then we'll start numbers 32. Or is it, let me see. I think I went to, oh, let me see. Pretty sure 31 was a short. No, I didn't. I ended on 30, so I think we're on 31. Let's see. Let's look at my podcast. Let's see what what it says. Numbers 26 to 30. Great. So we'll look at that. Let's see. Okay, bring this up. Numbers 31. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Avenge the people of Israel. Uh, I completely lost my train of thought because I looked at the time. It's 2.15. I could go for like 30 minutes, but I I don't want to be late to pick up the spy because he will remind me when I'm late. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Avenge the people of Israel on the, Mid- on the Midianites. Afterward, you shall be gathered to your people. So Moses spoke to the people, saying, Arm men from among you for the war, that they may go against Midian to execute the Lord's vengeance on Midian. You shall send a thousand from each of the tribes of Israel to the war. So there were provided out of the thousands of Israel a thousand from each tribe. 12,000 armed for war. And Moses sent them to the war, a thousand from each tribe together. With Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, with the vessels of the sanctuary, and the trumpets for the alarm in his hand. They warred against Midian as the Lord commanded Moses and killed every male. They killed the kings of Midian with the rest of their slain, Evi, Rechem, Zer, Hur, Reba, the five kings of Midian. And they also killed Balaam. Balaam. Oh, they, they killed Balaam the son of Beor, with a sword, and the people of Israel took captive the women of Midian and their little ones, and they took as plunder all their cattle, their flocks, and all their goods. All their cities and the places where they lived and all their encampments they burned with fire, and took all the spoil and all the plunder, both of man and of beast. Then they brought the captives and the plunder and the spoil to Moses and to Eleazar, the priest, and to the congregation of the people of Israel at the camp on the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. Moses and Eliezer, the priests, and all the chiefs of the congregation went to meet them outside the camp. And Moses was angry with the officers of the army, the commanders of the thousands and the commanders of the hundreds, who had come from the service and the war. Moses said to them, Have you let all the women live? Behold, these on Balaam's advice caused the people of Israel to act treacherously against the Lord in the incident of Peor, and so the plague came among the congregation of the Lord. Now, therefore, kill every male among the little ones, and kill every woman who has known man by lying with him. But all the young girls who have not known man by lying with him, keep alive for yourselves. 
and camp outside. Oh, how do I unpack this? And camp outside the camp seven days. Whoever of you has killed any person, whoever has touched any slain, purify yourselves and your captives on the third day and on the seventh day. You shall purify every garment, every article of skin, all work of goat's hair, and every article of wood. Then Eliezer, then Eliezer, this must be, a, I bet it's a running joke with you guys one day. Then Eliezer, the, Eliezer, the priest, said to the men in the army who had gone to battle, This is the statute, this is the statute of the law that the Lord has commanded Moses. Only the gold, the silver, the bronze, the iron, the tin and the lead, everything that can stand the fire, you shall pass through the fire, and it shall be clean. Nevertheless, it shall also be purified with the water for impurity. And whatever cannot stand the fire, you shall pass through the water. You must wash your clothes on the seventh day, and you shall be clean. And afterward, you may come into the camp. The Lord said to Moses, Take the count of the plunder that was taken, both of man and beast, you and Eliezer, the priest, and the heads of the fathers' houses, of the congregation, and divide the plunder into two parts between the warriors who went out to battle and all the congregation. And levy for the Lord a tribute from the men of war who went out to battle, one out of five hundred of the people and the oxen and of the donkeys and of the flocks. Take it from the half, their half and give it to Eliezer the priest as a contribution to the Lord. And from the people of Israel's half you shall take one drawn out of every fifty of the people, of the oxen, of the donkeys, and of the flocks, of all the cattle, and give them to the Levites, who keep guard over the tabernacle of the Lord. And Moses and Eliezer, the priest, did as the Lord commanded. I love it. Let me just pause it. I really love it in the Bible when it says, and then so-and-so did as the Lord commanded. Because you know what's next is going to be some kind of blessing. And if not a blessing, at least they're not going to be killed with fire. Have the ground open up. Sorry, I digress. Now the plunder remaining of the spoil that the army took was 675,000 sheep, 72,000 cattle, 61,000 donkeys, and 32,000 persons in all. Women who had not known man by lying with him. Oh, 32,000 persons in all. And virgins. And the half, the portion of those who had gone out in the army, numbered 337,500 sheep. The Lord's tribute of sheep was 675. The cattle were 36,000, of which the Lord's tribute was 72. The donkeys were 30,500, in which the Lord's tribute was 61. The persons were 16,000, of which the Lord's tribute was 32 persons. And Moses gave the tribute, which was the contribution to, for the Lord to Eliezer the priest as the Lord commanded Moses. From the people of Israel's half, which Moses separated from that of the men who had served in the army. Now the congregation's half was 337,500 sheep, 36,000 cattle, and 30,500 donkeys, and 16,000 persons. From the people of Israel's half, Moses took one of every 50, both of persons and of beasts, and gave them to the Levites who kept guard over the tabernacle of the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. Then the officers who were over the thousands of the army and the commanders of the thousands and the commanders of the hundreds came near to Moses and said to Moses, I'm reading way too fast, I'm sorry guys. Your servants have counted the men of war who are under our command, and there is not a man missing from us. And we have brought the Lord's offering, what each man found articles of gold, armlets and bracelets, signet rings, earrings and beads, to make atonement for ourselves before the Lord. And Moses and Eliezer, the priest, received from them the gold, all crafted articles, and all the gold of the contribution that they presented to the Lord. 
from the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds was 16,750 shekels. The men in the army had taken plunder for himself, and Moses and Eliezer the priests received the gold from the commanders of thousands and of hundreds and brought it into the tent of meeting as a memorial for the people of Israel before the Lord. Oh, nobody died in that. That's pretty great. Just take another... People texting me. Okay, sorry. I should just I should just put this on airplane mode, this phone, while I'm reading the Bible. My lord. On the way home, I'm just digressing a little bit. It's just a little little stories for you kids to know. On the way home from your uncle's house, it's about a 90-minute drive. And you kids were listening to they you wanted to listen to the Encanto soundtrack. We went to go see it last weekend. And it's actually really well done. Really great songs. And I was really I was really pleased. You know, as a parent, you really appreciate... i got to stop saying really. You appreciate movies that have okay dialogue and okay songs. Disney movies kind of get old after a while. But this one was pretty good. I did sleep through the first 45 minutes. I, the, the, I was sitting next to my na the namesake, and he kept kind of like nudging me a little bit when I was snoring. Like, appropriately nudging me, not like, like, shaking me, Dad, what, what's wrong? He would just, like, nudge me, like, oh, okay, I'm up. It was cute. Another thing that happened last night was, in the truck, were three and three. Three in front, three in the back. And I have no place to put my right arm when I'm driving. So last night, I just wanted to stretch, so I stretched my arm out, and it was just laying against the back of your mom's seat and out of nowhere and I didn't think anything of it like within like 10 or 15 seconds the namesake grabbed my hand and was just holding it really sweetly it was just really it was really sweet it, it really filled my heart and, and all of you kids would do that too it wasn't which is not I'm not trying to single him out but all of you kids are that tender and loving but it, it was just really nice for the namesake to do that all right, chapter 32. Now the people of Reuben and the people of Gad had a very great number of livestock, and they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead. And behold, the place was a place for livestock. So the people of God, Gad, God, Gad and the people of Reuben came and said to Moses and Eliezer, the priests, and to the chiefs of the congregation, Adaroth, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Elilo, Sabam, Nebo and beyond, the land that the Lord struck down before the congregation of Israel is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. And they said, If we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants for possession. Do not take us across the Jordan. But Moses said to the people of Gad and the people of Reuben, Shall your brothers go to war while you sit here? While... Uh, why will you discourage the heart of the people of Israel from going over into the land that the Lord has given them? Your fathers did this when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. 
For when they went up to the valley of Eshcol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the people. They discouraged the heart of the people of Israel from going into the land that the Lord had given them. And the Lord's anger was kindled on that day, and he swore, saying, Surely none of the men who came up out of Egypt from twenty years old and upward shall see the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. None except Caleb, the spy, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander into the wilderness forty years, until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. And behold, you have risen in your father's place, a brood of sinful men. To I'm sorry, I like being really dramatic the way I read this. A brood, but you know, the, the term brood just evokes drama. A brood of sinful men to increase still more the fierce anger of the Lord against Israel. For if you turn away from following him, he will again abandon them in the wilderness, and you will destroy all of his people. Then they came near to him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our livestock and cities for our little ones, but we will take up arms ready to go before the people of Israel until we have brought them to their place, and our little ones shall live in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our homes until each of the people of Israel has gained his inheritance. For we will not inherit with them or on the other side of the Jordan and beyond, because our inheritance has come to us on this side of the Jordan to the east. So Moses said to them, If you will do this, if you will take up arms to go before the Lord for the war, and every armed man of you will pass over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out his enemies from before him, and the land is subdued before the Lord, then after that you shall return and be free of obligation to the Lord and to Israel, and this land shall be your possession before the Lord. But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will, be found, will find you out. Build cities for your little ones, and folds for your sheep, and do what you have promised. And the people of Gad and the people of Reuben said to Moses, Your servants will do as my Lord commands. Our little ones, our wives, our livestock, and our cattle shall remain there in the cities of Gilead. But your servants will pass over. Every man who is armed for war before the Lord to battle, as my Lord orders. <clears throat> so Moses gave command concerning them to Eleazar the priest, and to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the heads of the fathers' houses of the tribes of the people of Israel. And Moses said to them, If the people of Gad and the people of Reuben, every man who is armed to battle before the Lord, will pass with you over the Jordan, and the land shall be subdued before you, then you shall give them the land of Gilead for a possession. However, if they will not pass over with you armed, they shall have possessions among you in the land of Canaan. And the people of Gad and the people of Reuben answered, What the Lord has said to your servants we will do. We will pass over armed before the Lord into the land of Canaan, and the possession of our inheritance shall remain with us beyond the Jordan. And Moses gave to them, to the people of Gad, and the people of Reuben, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and the king of Og, king of Bashan, the land, and its cities with their territories, the cities of the land throughout the country. And the people of Gad built Dibon, Adaroth, Aor, Ashtoreth, Jazer, Jugbeha, Beth Nimrah, and Beth Haran, fortified cities and folds for sheep. And the people of Reuben built Heshbon, Eliel, Kirthilam, the. I can't say it. It's like Shibboleth. Nebo, Balmion, 
their names were changed, parentheses, their names were changed, Sibma, and they gave other names to the cities they built, and the sons of Machir, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and captured it, and dispossessed the Amorites who were in it. And Moses gave Gilead to Machir, the son of Manasseh, and he settled in it. And Jer, the son of Manasseh, went and captured their villages, and called them Havoth-Jer. And Noban went and captured Kenneth and its villages, and called it Noba after his own name. Chapter 33. Oh. I think we might finish it today. Got about 15 minutes. We don't rush God's word. We'll read chapter 33. Let me pause it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good morning, children. It's Wednesday. I'm about to do a Bible study at our church. It's uh, 4.30 in the morning. Again, couldn't sleep. Uh, This time... I couldn't sleep for so many reasons. So many things on my mind. The number one thing on my mind was we put the floor heater on, which essentially is an open flame. And you know how our house is actually pretty big and drafty. So during the summer, of course, it's great to be in the house because it's freezing. And, you know, during those three days where it goes above 80 degrees, it's great. And, uh, but when it's cold, it gets pretty cold. It's like 50 degrees this week. So we put the open floor heater on and uh, it heated the house up almost immediately and your mom has had it on for a few days and it felt like a sauna. I think even even your mom was like, okay, maybe we should turn it off. So that's, that's a clear indication that it's, it should have been turned off a day and a half ago. So couldn't sleep there. Then... Um, your, me and your mom have been going over some really big decisions with the house, really big. <clears throat> and I think we finally come to a conclusion. We're gonna take quite a bit of money out of the house and redo our basement. So this is the date, when you look back, is December 8th, 2021. This is the date we decided to go through with a loan that were I've been I applied to get with the house to to fix the foundation and put a couple units downstairs. <clears throat> so it's a it's a little it's a little nerve wracking what we're doing because our mortgage payment is gonna get pretty big, but we have we have faith that God is behind us and will bless us. We did a lot of praying last night. And your mom was still kind of on the fence, and you know they needed an answer by, actually by this morning, whether or not we're going to continue. For a couple reasons, which I'm not going to bore you with, but I told Bonnie Bon, I told your mom, um, why don't we talk to someone who's a Christian that we respect? And the first name that came to mind was 
Bonnie's Uncle John, which is a term of endearment. He's not an uncle by blood, but he's probably one of the greatest men I've ever known. And and I love him entirely. He's just a, a great man. Such a great man. And his wife, Betty. is just a great woman. And, you know, you're going to come to a point in life where you meet certain people and you're just, you're just happy to be around them. They, they just, they build you up. They encourage you. They're just, it's like they have the face of God on them. And that's Bonnie's Uncle John. He's just, I couldn't say enough. I could, I could have a whole podcast just about him. So I texted him last night, like 930 and said, Hey, can, can my wife call you? tomorrow morning and he texted back saying oh you know, tomorrow it's gonna be pretty busy and I say well how about now and he's like sure and so she, your mom called him up and they talked for an hour and you know I'm gonna spare the details of the loan all that stuff but she was pretty hesitant and with good reason because your dad doesn't have a great track history okay and you know the number one reason people get divorced is finances it's not infidelity if you could imagine so your mom was cautious, and rightly so. I. So after talking to him, she's come to the guarded conclusion that yes, we gotta take a large amount of money out. It's either it's kind of like now or never. And you know, last night we put you guys to bed, and we said, don't make a, don't say a word, you know. And the punishment now is, if you if someone talks, they're gonna have to be in grandma's room. For a certain amount of time, which which usually eleven months out of the year is pitch dark and it's I'm forty two years old kid and it creeps me out to be in there in the pitch dark. So imagine what it would do to a child. So that's the punishment. We put you in there for a couple minutes and you guys come out. Ugh, probably terrified. It's good times being a parent. So we we put you guys to bed. And we're having this discussion. We're having this very serious, in-depth discussion. And we're talking about every scenario. Your mom is highly intuitive and extraordinarily intelligent. And she comes up with, with a lot of, a lot of um, hypotheses and scenarios that are like, oh, what about this? What about this? What if we do it this way? You know, she's really covering the bases. And the whole time we're hearing you kids have, like, a huge party. Like, and we're, like, we're in the middle room. You guys are in your room. And it's just, like, this huge party. Like, a, it's like a rave without the music. You guys are yelling and joking and jumping up on beds. And then while your mom and I decided to pray and meditate and pray some more. And I, I don't remember hearing this, but one of you during our praying time... One of you was like yelling, now or never, it's now or never. And, and, um, it, um, that struck a chord with your mom. But anyways, long story short, I think we're going to go through with this loan. We're going to probably sign the paperwork this week or next. Um, but, you know, the reason I paused it after reading chapter 32 is I, I want to make sure that there's enough time to read it, and I don't want to be rushed. I already read fast as it is, which I'm sure is an issue. But but I, I got a phone call from a CPA that I talked to a 
very rarely. He's actually the treasurer of our church. He's been a CPA forever, and it's really adorable. His daughter's a CPA. Um, so maybe one of you could be a lawyer one day. Hint, hint. Or not. I'm not going to push you into that. But it would be nice. But. So anyways, <clears throat> this CPA, his father gave my father his first job as a truck driver. And my dad told me the story, and I really think this is actually true. When he was interviewing for the job by the CPA's dad in 1972 or three, the guy said, why do you think you'd be a good truck driver? And my dad had just gotten out of the Marines. And he said to this, to this guy, the, like the manager, like the part owner of this company, he said to him, if you could run, if you run out past, you know, whatever gate and, you know, get to about 100, 200 yards, I could take a rifle and put a bullet right behind your neck or something, which isn't really a great, don't do that, kids. Now, you know, in this day and age, you don't do that. The SWAT gets called and the police will arrest you. But the guy said, are you threatening me? And my dad said, no, no. Um, I was a good Marine. I'm going to be a great truck driver. And the guy hired him on the spot. <laughs> hired him on the spot. So, you know, many years later, this guy's son, who's a CPA, I, and me, who's a lawyer, we, I call him occasionally for advice. He does the same to me. So. so he gave me a call. So that's why I paused it. And I haven't really had a lot of free time since to get back and read. So that's what I'm going to do today. Read chapter 33. Probably read the rest of numbers. It's not a lot. Then we'll get on to Deuteronomy. Pay close attention to the spot in Deuteronomy 36. Um, I believe verse 13. I don't call out the verses, but I do call out the chapters. So in 36, just, after, just a little while while I read. Um, uh that's the location they describe where Moses writes Deuteronomy. That's kind of an interesting tidbit. Uh, so today's going to be a very busy day after I um, have like a therapy appointment at 9. And then I'm going to be rushing around to get like a bunch of other documents for this loan guy. So it's going to be a long day. Long day. But it's okay. It's going to be, it's going to be fine. God is in control. So, without further ado, let's get into Numbers 33. Chapter 33. These are the stages of the people of Israel when they went out the land by Egypt by their companies under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. Moses wrote down their starting places, stage by stage, by command of the Lord, and these are the stages according to their starting places. They set out from Ramsey in the first month on the 15th day, of the first month. On the day after the Passover, the people of Israel went out triumphantly in the sight of all the Egyptians, while the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn, whom the Lord had struck down among them. On their gods also the Lord ex executed judgment, judgments. So the people of Israel set out from Ramses and camped at Succoth. Succoth? Succoth? I don't... You, you poor kids, I have to listen to my pronunciations. And they set out from Succoth, and camped at Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness. And they set out from Etham and turned back to Pi-Hahirath, 
which is east of Belzephon. And they camped at Migdol. And they set out from before Heroth and passed through the midst of the sea into the wilderness. And they went a three days journey into the wilderness of Etham and camped at Marah. And they set out from Marah and came to Elam. At Elam there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees. And they camped there. And they set out from Elam and camped by the Red Sea. And they set out from the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of, the, of Sin. And they set out from the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dovka. And they set out from Dovka and camped at Alash. And they set out from Alash and camped at Rehifin, Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. And they set out from Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai. And they set out from the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kibroth Hadava. And they set out from the from Kibroth Hadava and camped at Hazaroth. And they set out from Hazaroth and camped at Ritma, Rithma. And they set out from Rithma and camped at Roman Perez. They set out from Roman Perez and camped in Libna. They set out from Libna and camped at Rissa. And they set out from Rissa and camped at Kehalath. Kehalatha. And they set out from Kehalatha and camped at Mount Shepher. They camped out. And they set out from Mount Shepher and camped at the Harada. And they set out from Harada and camped at Makaloth. And they set out from Makaloth and camped at Tehath. And they set out from Tehath and camped at Terah. And they set out from Terah and camped at Mithka. And they set out from Mithka and camped at Hashemana. And they set out from Hashemana and camped at Moseroth. And they set out from Moseroth and camped at Ben Benajakan. They set out from Benajakan and camped at Horhagid. Gad. Mm, what a mouthful. And they set out from Horhagdgad and camped at Jot Bathah. And they set out from Jot Bathah and camped at Abernoth. And they set out from Abernoth and camped at Ezion Geber. And they set out from Ezion Geber and camped in the wilderness of Zin, that is Kadesh. And they set out from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor on the edge of the land of Edom. And Aaron the priest went up. Mount Hor at the command of the Lord and died there in the fortieth year after the people of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt on the first day of the fifth month. And Aaron was 123 years old when he died on Mount Hor. And the Canaanite, the king of Arad who lived in Negeb in the land of Canaan, heard of the coming of the people of Israel and they set out from Mount Hor and camped at uh, Zalmanah. And they set out from Zalmanah and camped at Punan. And they set out from Punan and camped at Oboth. And they set out from Oboth and camped at Ai Abram in the territory of Moab. And they set out from Eam and camped at Dib Dibongad. And they set out from Dibongad and camped at Alman Diblathan. And they set out from Al Almon Diblathan and camped in the mountains of Abram before Nebo. They set out from the mountains of Abram and camped in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. Excuse me, the plains of Moab by the Jordan of Jericho. Now they camped by the Jordan from Beth Jeshemoth as far as Abel Shittim in the plains of Moab. And the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, 
When you pass over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their figured stones and destroy all their metal images and demolish all their high places. And you shall take possession of the land and settle in it, for I have given the land to you to possess it. You shall inherit the land by lot according to your clans. To a large tribe, tribe, you shall give a large inheritance. To a small tribe, you shall give a small inheritance. Wherever the lot falls for anyone, that shall be his. According to the tribes of your fathers, you shall inherit. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then those of them whom you let remain shall be as barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides. And they shall trouble you in the land where you dwell. And I will do to you as though I do to them. Oof. Pretty serious. I'm pretty sure that's where we get the Moabites, the Amalekites, and a few other... Um, chapter 34. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the people of Israel, and say to them, When you enter the land of Canaan, this is the land that shall fall to you for an inheritance. The land of Canaan is defined by its borders. Your south side shall be from the wilderness of Zin alongside Edom, and your southern border shall run from the end of the Salt Sea on the east. And your border shall turn south of the ascent of Akrabin and cross to Zin. And its limit shall be south of Kadesh Barnea. Then it shall go on to Hazar Adar and pass along the Asmon. And the border shall turn from Asmon to the book of Egypt and its limit shall be at the sea. From the western border you shall have the great sea and its coast. This shall be your western border. This shall be your northern border. From the great sea you shall draw a line to Mount Hor. From Mount Hor you shall draw a line to Lebo Hamath. And the limit of the border shall be Zadad. Then the border shall extend to Ziphron, and its limit shall be Hazan Anan. This shall be your northern border. You shall draw a line for your eastern border from Hazar Anan and Shephem. And the border shall go down from Shephem to Ribla, the east side of Ain. And the border shall go down and reach to the shoulder of the Sea of Chinnereth on the east. And the border shall go down to the Jordan, and the limit shall be at the Salt Sea. This shall be your land as defined by its borders all around. Moses commanded the people of Israel, saying, This is the land that you shall inherit by lot, which the Lord has commanded to give to the nine tribes and to the half-tribe. For the tribe of the people of Reuben, by fathers' houses, and the tribe of the people of Gad, by their fathers' houses, have received their inheritance, and also the half-tribe of Manasseh. The two tribes and the half-tribe have received their inheritance beyond the Jordan, east of Jericho, toward the sunrise. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, These are the names of the men who shall divide the land to you, for inheritance, Eliezer the priest and Joshua the son of Nun. You shall take one chief from every tribe to divide the land of it for inheritance. These are the names of the men of the tribe of Judah, Caleb the son of Jephunneh, of the tribe of the people of Simeon, Shemuel the son of Amahud, of the tribe of Benjamin, El Eladad the son of Chislon, of the tribe of the people of Dan, a, ch a chief, Buki the son of Jogli the people of Joseph, the tribe of the people of Manasseh, a chief, Haniel, the son of Ephod, and the tribe of the people of Ephraim, the chief, Kemuel, the son of Shiftan, of the tribe of the people of Zebulun, a chief, Elizaphan, the son of Parnak, of the tribe of the people of Issachar, a chief, Paltiel, the son of Azan, and of the tribe of the people of Asher, a chief, Ahuhud, the son of Shelomi, of the tribe of the people of Naphtali, a chief, Petahel, the son of Amahud, 
These are the men whom the Lord commanded to divide the inheritance for the people of Israel in the land of Canaan. It's interesting because um, it's, in a way, what I deal with legal descriptions all the time. That's basically describing a plot of land. Uh, saying, <clears throat> like in a in a um, area in a map, so like our like some legal descriptions are you know in lot in the whatever plot of land ten feet or not ten it's kind of small but like forty feet at ninety degree angle west you know and then you kind of follow it in a square and comes back to itself and it's in a way. This is the legal description of Israel that God is giving them. Or not Israel yet, but the the, the uh, promised land that God has given the Israelites. And it's interesting how it just comes full circle in a way. <clears throat> I'm going to take a sip of my drink. Yes, I'm drinking a soda. That's, that's pretty obvious. Mountain Dew, if you were wondering. Chapter 35, the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Command the people of Israel to give to the Levites some of the inheritance of their possession as cities for them to dwell in, and you shall give to the Levites pasture lands around the cities. The cities shall be theirs to dwell in, and their pasture lands shall be for the cattle, for their livestock, and for all the beasts. The pasture lands of the cities which you give which you shall give to the Levites, shall reach from the wall of the city outward to the, uh, a thousand cubits all around. And you shall measure outside the city on the east side two thousand cubits, and on the south side two thousand cubits, and on the west side two thousand cubits, and on the north side two thousand cubits. The city being in the middle, this shall belong to them as pasture land for their cities. The cities that you give to the Levites shall be six cities of refuge where you shall permit the manslayer to flee. And in addition to them, you shall give 42 cities. All the cities that you give to the Levites shall be 48 and their pasture lands. And as for the cities that you shall give from the possession of the people of Israel, from the larger tribes you shall take many, and from the smaller tribes you shall take few, each in proportion to the inheritance that the inherits shall give of its cities to the Levites. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel. I'm reading way too fast. I apologize, kids. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall select cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the manslayer who kills any person without intent may flee there. The cities shall be for you a refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer may not die until he stands before the congregation for judgment. And the cities that you give shall be your six cities of refuge. You shall give three cities beyond the Jordan and three cities in the land of Canaan to be cities of refuge. These six cities shall be for refuge for the people of Israel and for the stranger and for the sojourner among them, that anyone who kills any person without intent may flee there. But if he struck him down with an iron object so that he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall be put to death. And if he struck him down with a stone tool that could cause death, and he died. He is a murderer. The murderer shall be put to death. Or if he struck him down with a wooden tool that could cause death, 
and he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall be put to death. The avenger of blood shall himself put the murderer to death. When he meets him, he shall put him to death. And if you pushed him out of hatred or hurled something at him, lying in wait so that he died, or an enmity struck him down with his hand so that he died, then he who struck the blow shall be put to death. He is a murderer. The avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death when he meets him. But if he pushed him suddenly without enmity, or hurled anything on him without lying in wait, or used a stone tool that could cause death, and without seeing him, dropped it on him, so that he died, though he was not his enemy, and did not seek his harm, then the congregation shall judge between the manslayer and the avenger of blood, in accordance with these rules. And the congregation shall rescue the manslayer from the hand of the avenger of blood. The congregation shall restore him to his city of refuge, to which he has fled, and he shall live it in it until the death of the high priest, who was anointed with the holy oil. But if the manslayer shall at any time go beyond the boundaries of his city to refuge to which he fled, and the avenger of blood finds him outside the boundaries of his city of refuge, and the avenger of blood kills the manslayer, he shall not be guilty of blood, for he must remain in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the manslayer may return to the land of his possession, and these things shall be for a statute and rule for you throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. If anyone kills a person, the murderer shall be put to death on the evidence of the witnesses. But no person shall be put to death on the testimony of one witness. Moreover, you shall accept no ransom for the life of a murderer who is guilty of death, but he shall be put to death. And you shall accept no ransom for him who has fled to his city of refuge, and he may return to dwell in the land before the death of the high priest. You shall not pollute the land in which you live, for blood pollutes the land, and no atonement can be made for the land for the blood that is shed in, in it except by blood of the one who shed it. You shall not defile the land in which you live, in the midst of which I dwell, for I, the Lord, dwell in the midst of the people of Israel. Just stop for a second. <clears throat> there was a lot to unpack there. It's interesting. I mean, God is telling Moses, you know, you're a murderer if you do these things, but you're not a murderer if you do these other things, because there are accidents, and the congregation needs to apply these through this lens of judgment, whether they're guilty or not. And, you know, there's a lot of, I've heard a lot of commentary about how, you know, back then it was just a brutal time to live, but this, this is a very sophisticated um, law. And it's, and what really struck out to me was there's no ransom for someone who kills someone. They got to die. Or there's no ransom for a murderer. They have to die. And what that tells me is, whether you're rich or poor, if you c commit this crime, you're going to be punished. And I wish it was like that today. Money, money kind of corrupts the justice system. I could tell you stories that would that would give you chills. But you know that's that's it's like it's like the 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 rule: an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's actually a very progressive rule. And it's meant not just rhetorically, but actually just by application that um, that there needs to be actual justice, not rage. And, you know, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. But, you know, this chapter, even though it kind of comes out of nowhere, you know, because it's like, you know, here are these boundaries. Here's the tribal chiefs. Here's the murder rules. But... It's 
it's just fascinating how they how, how God explains to Moses how this will be handled and it's I mean of course it's God but it's it's very it's very sophisticated all right chapter 36 final chapter the heads of the father's houses of the clan of the people of Gilead the son of Masher son of Manasseh from the clans of the people of Joseph came near and spoke before Moses and before the chiefs the heads of the father's houses of the people of Israel they said the Lord commanded my Lord to give the land for inheritance by lot to the people of Israel and my Lord was commanded by the Lord to give the inheritance of Zelophehad, our brother to his daughters but if they marry to any of the sons of the other tribes of the people of Israel then their inheritance will be taken from the inheritance of our fathers and added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they marry so it will be taken away from the lot of our inheritance and when the jubilee of the people of Israel comes then their inheritance will be added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they marry and their inheritance will be taken from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers I'm going to stop there for a second and I'm going to say um, what they're saying it seems kind of wordy but what the women are saying is Listen, um, thank you so much, Moses and God, for giving us our father's proportion. However, we're women, so when we get married, our land will become, will not be our land anymore, it won't be our father's land, it'll go to our husband's tribe. Even during Jubilee, it'll just go back to them, and that's not what they would like. We, they want it to, to stay with them in their, in their line, not go to their husband's tribes saying okay and moses commanded the people of israel according to the word of the lord saying the tribe of the people of joseph is right this is what the lord commands concerning the daughters of zelophehad let them marry whom they think best only they shall marry within the clan of the tribe of their father oh. mm. the inheritance of the people of israel shall not be transferred from one tribe to another for every one of the people of israel shall hold on to their inheritance of the tribe of his fathers and every daughter who possesses an inheritance in any tribe of the people of Israel shall be wife to one of the clan of the tribe of her father, so that every one of the people of Israel may possess the inheritance of his fathers. So no inheritance shall be transferred from one tribe to another, for each of the tribes of the people of Israel shall hold on to its own inheritance. The daughters of Zelophehad did as the Lord commanded Moses, for Mahalah, Tirzah, Hoglah, Milcah, and Noah, the daughters of Zelophehad, were married to sons of their father's brothers. Oh, good God. They were married into the clans of the people of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained in the tribe of their father's clan. These are the commandments and the rules the Lord commanded through Moses to the people of Israel in, in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. So that's where Moses wrote Deuteronomy, in the plains of Moab by the Jordan of Jericho. And that concludes Numbers. It's very surprising. I'd read it before a couple times. And I, I, one time I read all the way through the Bible, and I'm sure I probably kind of sped read through it. But there is so much history in this book, and it's more than just counting people. It's more than just quote-unquote numbers. You know, there's two censuses taken, but overall it's a very poetic book, very poetic. And, you know, I'm glad I read it. There's a, then there's a prophecy. <clears throat> That points to Jesus, and, and and I forget which podcast I got that on, but but it is 
it's a it's a good it's a good read. I would <clears throat> suggest don't dismiss it. Let me take a sip real quick. So this is gonna be kind of a longer podcast. I've read like six chapters. Mm. So sorry about that. Hopefully you guys listen through. I don't know if you will or not. But like always, I love you. Oh, you know, I gotta tell this funny story <laughs> before I go. Don't wanna forget it. Um, was that last night? No, the night before. Um, I'm getting you kids ready for bed and telling you guys to take a shower. And the spy, the spy tells me, I'm going to tell a couple stories and then I'll end up. Uh, the spy is the last to take a shower. And I'm in our, the middle of our bedroom and he's showering. And then he, um, I think he turns the shower and he yells, dad, dad, come on in. Dad. I open the bathroom door and there the spy is doing push-ups on the bathroom floor on the rug sopping wet and the push-ups he's like barely moving his his hand it's like he's barely doing a push-up it's like one centimeter up one centimeter down and it's just the cutest thing and he's as naked as the day he was born and then he stands up real quick and he starts doing jumping jacks and then he said one day I'm going to be stronger than you and and these, you, he said, you say a bunch of other things. It's like the cutest thing. And you always want me to dry you. Because I, I guess I'm very rough on your hair. And, and I like wrap you up with a towel. And so I did that. And you went to sleep. You know, it was really cute. And today, today, or not today, yesterday, I substitute taught for the namesake. And I did that today. It was kind of a secret. And I, I told all the kids except the namesake. Told your older sister. I want to see if she could keep a secret. You know, it's a little secret, but I thought, oh. Um, and she thought, she didn't think it was that big of a deal. Then I told the king. And I was like, hey, I'm going to substitute teach for your brother. And I think, poor little king. Guy, you're so sweet. You wanted me to sub for you. You're so loving. You really are. Like, your heart... Is on your sleeve. You just... There's no guessing about how you feel. And finally... And I told the spy as well, but... I was so excited to, like, surprise you. Because there's a couple times I've said before and you were not excited. So I just thought, oh, I'm going to mess with you. And then when I saw you, like, you're in fifth grade. And I said, hey, I am subbing for you. And you look at me like, you're so disappointed. It's like, ugh kind of broke my heart. I was like going to mess with you, but I, but I decided not to. You're at that age where in fifth grade, it's kind of like an, an awkward age. And, uh, during class, you actually walked to like hang out with one of your friends in your class. It was like free time. I didn't care. And, and you're surrounded by girls. You're like in the corner desk and there's like, really, there's like three girls on each side of you, one in front. And, and I, and I turn up and say, Hey, how's, um, uh, What's he like? You know, I was asking about you, namesake. Like, what's, is he mean to you? Because I'll beat him up. You know, I'm joking around. And and they said, no, no. He's like the nicest kid in class. He's so nice to us. So, you're very sweet, is what I'm trying to say. So I couldn't, I couldn't mess with you. So, that's that story. I have, I'm going to have plenty more. But, uh, we have to, I have to end this podcast somehow because you you kids are probably going to want to listen to this
I'm about to start the car up. Probably have a sausage egg McMuffin and get to Bible study. I've been liking the song um, Death Was Arrested. That's so I think I'm going to be playing that for a while. It's a great song. There's a, there's a part of it where where it says, um, free, free, forever. It's forever, we're free. Um, and that just really, really fires me up. It's a, it's a great song. The first time we listened to it was at Easter service in Las Vegas when we were in Vegas. That's a story for another time, though. Anyways, children, I love you. I'm always proud of you. And you bring me so much joy. With, with and, and I tell you all the time, you guys bring me joy. But don't ever feel obligated to do that. Because it's not a child's role. A child's role is to obey his or her parents. <clears throat> and you all do that. I'm... Very pleased with you. Just like God said when when the Holy Spirit came down on Jesus and he told everyone, he's like, this is my son for whom I am well pleased. Well, you are my children for whom I am very well pleased. I love you. And in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin Lost without hope of no place to begin Your love made a way to let mercy come in When death was arrested and my life began Ash was redeemed, only beauty my orphan heart was given a name My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance When death was arrested and my life began Oh, your grace so free washes over I'm a prisoner no more My shame was a ransom He faithfully bore He canceled my debt And he called me
laid on a criminal's cross. The darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. But then. Jesus 